Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of The Radio Vet with Dr. Kelly, the show that's about cats and dogs, but not necessarily for cats and dogs. <laughs> so I don't think we have any animal listeners. I haven't gotten any letters or anything. No. So, no. So, no questions. So, I know. <laughs> yeah. Or complaints. How dare you say that about us? <laughs> so uh, what is our topic for today? Today we're going to talk about eyes uh-huh. and all of the things that are normal and abnormal about them. Ah, well, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to feel really funny about this about myself after this episode. But let's see where it, let's see where it takes us. <laughs> uh, so, one question I get a lot um, in practice is about what can dogs and cats see in terms of color. That is interesting because ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, it's interesting, I guess, Mm -hmm. on a National Geographic level, but like, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, it doesn't change my my relationship with my my dog or cat. True. Although someone was telling me the other day how she couldn't believe that when her dog, who loves to play ball, you know, get the ball, bring it back, get the ball, bring it back on, you know, an yeah, endless, oh, sure. endless <laughs> circle. <laughs> Doesn't um, take much for that bunch. <laughs> that uh, if the ball was moving, of course, the dog could go right to it and see it. But if the ball came to a stop before the dog got up to it, mm-hmm. even though the ball was bright orange against the dark green grass, he had trouble seeing it. Really? And that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. Because... You know, I, I don't know what color the ball looks like to the dog versus the grass. Sure, there's, sure. I'm guessing there's not as much difference to them. Mm-hmm. But dogs and cats as well have vision that is very tuned into movement. Okay. Very, well, very tuned into movement. Cats, certainly. I Especially mean, cats, I was going right? to say, yeah. holy cow. Yeah, being yeah. that they are predators. Um, <laughs> Sometimes so, of us. Yes. My uh, Siamese girl's been attacking my daughter's feet regularly yes. lately. And, uh, she I said, should stop wiggling her feet. She should stop moving. I said, you have to <laughs> cease movement is you know, a big part of it. So, um, Okay. Well. Yeah, so when something is still and against something else, they have a harder time distinguishing those things as separate. Okay. Yeah. So color is lower. Color is on, less important. Lower yeah. on the list. Okay. They have um, less ability with color. They uh, well, you may have heard about rods and cones. Oh, sure, absolutely. And the more cones you have, uh, you know, the better uh, a species color vision is. Basically, mm-hmm. they have a lot more rods. They oh, okay. gave up. 
color in order to have better vision in low light. Well, it's a survival yeah. thing, too, exactly. ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so buying a dog a mood ring really is... <laughs> not impressive to the dog at all. No. <laughs> no. And um, it's not that they don't see color. They do see colors. They just see, a, we believe, a different spectrum. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Has anyone ever... Kind of done a study where, like, you know, let's let's show you what your dog's world looks like—a picture, or an image. Yeah, and just, you know. I yeah, mean, people have tried to do that. I have I have no idea how you can know for sure. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Until you're a dog yourself, right? <laughs> There's just yeah. not much you can do. Okay, but uh, you know, I've also been uh, heard that um, birds, like parrots, brightly colored birds, they see more colors than we do. That's not fair. Yeah, I know. Of course, if you're that colorful, you yeah, should be able to you enjoy be yourself. Able to see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's got to be a reason for that. <laughs> oh, that preening. <laughs> You know, <laughs> interesting. So, so with the, um, I mean, I don't know if you want to break this down to cat eyes first, then dog yeah. eyes, or eyes in general. Oh, I guess uh, uh, we'll start off with eyes in general. Okay. So, what is an eye? <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, kids. <laughs> so, the first part of the eye that you may notice would be the eyelids. Mm-hmm. Um, the skin has glands and hair associated with it, but um, dogs and cats have. A third eyelid, which humans lack. Yes, yes. that thing's creepy. I hate that thing. I, just, I don't like it. You walk in and they're sleeping, and the the first set's open, but the second set's closed. So yeah. basically, you just got a scene from The Exorcist on your couch. It's just terrifying. <laughs> you know, and they're twitching, and there's it's just a bad scene. I don't know. So the the third eyelid, or the nictitating membrane, as it's called. <laughs> okay. Now I have a name for my pain. Good. But then there's the cornea, which is uh, like. The window, the clear glass window um, into the eye or the windshield, if you will. Yes, the cornea is the windshield. (laughs) Then behind that, there is a chamber of clear fluid. Then the colored muscular ring known as the iris. Ah, yes. The hole in the middle known as the pupil. There we go. Behind the pupil, there is a lens, just Mm -hmm. like our eye. And then behind the lens, there is another chamber. Rather than being a watery fluid, it's more like jelly Mm -hmm. um, called the vitreous. Gross. Yeah, gross. (laughs) And then there's the retina, which is a multi-layered, complicated structure that uh, basically is blood vessels and also can you know, is the layer where the optic nerve is. Right, the right. optic nerve comes directly out of the brain to the eye. It's kind of the Intel processor of the yes. entire eye. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, in um, let's see, under the retina, there are some crystal-containing cells that bounce light back and forth. So when ah. light enters a dog or a cat's eye, or even uh, let's say a deer, um, when light enters their eye and it makes it all the way to the retina. Um, it makes it, you know, to this crystal containing layer that actually bounces it back through the retina a second time. I wish we had that. That is the layer called the tapetum. And that's what you see in your headlights in yeah, the exactly. dark when the deer or is looking at you. When you're in yes, the, uh, yeah, exactly. The that's, stuff that horror movies are made out that's of. That's what allows them to see better than we can in low light oh, because man. their light passes through their retina more than once. It's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally unfair. <laughs> we are such flawed beings compared uh, to. Our... We're just missing that yeah. <laughs> that advantage. <laughs> As we were talking before the show, cats and dogs don't have to don't have to own cars, and they get to their eyes get to glow in the dark. Right? That's just you know, they I have don't night know. vision. It's all cool. It's cool stuff. <laughs> I don't know. We can get that retro retroactively put in or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get into that business. So, um, 
Well, a big, you know, let's let's uh, debunk or or bunk a myth, <laughs> a myth here, okay. and that people say cats can see in the dark. True or false? Uh, they can't see in the absence of light. They can okay. see in low light. Low light, okay. Way better go. than we can. Certainly, certainly, <laughs> absolutely. Um. Yes, but in in the absence of light, no, they can't open their eyelids and have light shoot out <laughs> <laughs> and see anything. That's reserved for the son of Krypton. <laughs> Superman only. Um, okay, well, and again, it serves them well because they're nocturnal creatures. and. Yes. Uh, if they don't have us pouring kibble into a bowl, they need to find something to eat, and so they will devour other lovely nocturnal creatures. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, they'd be very unsuccessful hunters without their wonderful eyes. Right, right, absolutely. And um, dogs, not as much though, right? I mean, less so in low light or better? Uh, or? No, I, I think they're probably pretty similar as far as oh. their low light vision goes. Um, what's interesting, I, I think is interesting anyways, <laughs> is that, um, you know, the cat's pupil is vertically oriented. Yes. Yes. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> and dogs have a round pupil like ours. Indeed. Yes. And then a prey species such as a goat or a sheep mm-hmm. or a horse. Uh, <laughs> they have horizontally oriented oh, pupils. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh-huh. There's, so, there's a reason for that. Is that a, I was going to say, is that a food chain thing, basically? <laughs> it oh, is. Oh, you're, okay, it is. Okay. If your pupil is oriented horizontally, you have a wider field division so you can watch out for predators much more cinematic yes uh, if your pupil like the cats is vertically oriented um and you are more what sensitive to the tiny movements of tiny creatures that pass through there yes (laughs) very nice so uh cats are more television style and horses are more movie style basically yeah sure yeah yeah and dogs are like us dogs (laughs) are dogs are actually omnivores like us right they're just waiting again (laughs) they'll eat whatever they can waiting for alpo to show up in their bowl you know (laughs) it's all they need to worry about so because they're cute you know yeah so there's um there's various common things that are seen in practice as far as what's wrong with eyes or what goes wrong with eyes. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So starting with the eyelids again, uh, a common thing that we'll see will be something called entropion in which a upper or I think more commonly a lower eyelid will roll in so that the hair is touching the cornea. Oh, yeah. Very uncomfortable. Yes, it will scar the cornea in the long run from that abnormal contact. Some creatures are, some dogs and cats are born with this as a problem. So it it can be an inherited issue. And others, if, if they have pain in their eye for some other reason they'll develop what's called spastic entropion where it's it's a really a muscle spasm that's calling causing the lid to roll in abnormally and once you take care of what's originally wrong with the eye that'll okay. solve itself that's like the uh, stray chihuahua we took in a few years ago who had uh uh something they called it like cherry eye or something yes. is, is that yeah. the same cherry, thing no cherry oh. eye is a whole nother problem Uh-oh. that is a defect with the gland with the third eyelid oh the one i don't like the one that doesn't have any hair yeah, the one that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> but that's cherry eye is a is a term that refers to the luxation um, of the gland of the third eyelid. So the third eyelid has a gland um, that makes tears. And ah, so it's yes. very important gland. It's okay. not the only tear gland in the eye, but it does contribute a major portion of the tears. But that gland can um, pop out of place. There we go. And then when it does, it's this red blob. Yeah, it's gross. That's sitting in front of the eye. That's 
just not pretty to look at. I felt terrible for her. She was, you know, uh, but again, born seemingly born with that, I guess. Yeah, so uh, dogs who are in the, um, what we would call the brachycephalic group, dogs uh, with the smushed in faces, mm -hmm. they're much more prone to that. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of an inheritable problem in them or a, um, what, anatomical problem. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that gland, ideally, when that is popped out of place, um, it needs to be replaced right, <laughs> where right. it belongs. <laughs> Just like, you know, if your shoulder were out of joint, it's, you'd want it put back. It's like having an interior de you know, decorator. Yeah. I want that over there. I'd like right. that yeah. land over back over there, please. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so, so there's a couple different, you know, surgeries to tack that little darn thing back down yeah. where it belongs behind that third <laughs> eyelid and keep it there, hopefully. Little, little scotch tape, some bubble gum, we'll get it yeah, right where it yeah, belongs. Sure. It's always good. Like, like this old house. Excellent. We're going to take a break. Today's episode is brought to you by the word luxation. <laughs> It's the first uh, <laughs> podcast I've ever done where the word luxation was used. We'll be right back with more luxation. <laughs> back on the Radio Vet with Dr. Kelly, our show that comes to you from the Cedarburg Public Library with a Mequon vet. <laughs> Figure that one out. Huh? <laughs> Who lives in Cedarburg? <laughs> Who lives in Cedarburg? It's also confusing anyway. Um, but uh, we're talking about eyes today and, uh, you know, those things uh, that kind of are either side of your nose and uh, <laughs> so, um, and uh, how they work in pets and some of the things that can unfortunately yes. go amiss. Yeah. So let's talk about tears for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so. Lately a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's been a rough year. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of white dogs out there with brown streaks going down their faces. I have one of those. Yeah, so that's tear staining. Yep. It's called and um, caused by epiphora, which literally just mean <laughs> is literally a, a medical term for tear spilling down the face. Luxation and epiphora today. <laughs> In fact, it's often called poodle epiphora right, because right. white poodles almost always have it. <laughs> Do you ever use these words just in your daily, I mean, when you're not like in the <laughs> clinic, like you're out and about, like, hey, you're over yeah. the Java house, like, ah, epiphora. Look at that dog. It's got poodle Lux epiphora. It's got luxation. <laughs> No. It's <laughs> just within the walls of, of East Town. <laughs> Very good. Okay. I'm glad to hear that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, these uh, dra are draining poodles. Yes. <laughs> are leaking <laughs> leaking everywhere. So these, this tear staining can be the result of um, anatomy that they were born with. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be the result of hair that is abnormally touching the eyeballs and wicking yeah. tears off the surface of the eye and down into the hair and down the face. Sure thing. So, you know, that's a simple fix. You just, that dog needs, you know, to have its hair in front of its eyes kept a lot shorter. Absolutely. They can also, though, have abnormal drainage. So, tears um, are produced to, you know, keep the eye healthy mm -hmm. and bathed in a healthy fluid. But they also have a normal drainage system, and it's not supposed to be down the face. Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when that drainage system uh, is either missing or plugged up because of a previous infection, more tears spill down the face. So the, okay. ab the drainage system can be abnormal. Um, part of that drainage system are fine canals that begin on the lower eyelids and end near the tip of the nose. Okay. Which is why dogs' and cats' noses are always wet. Right. They are wet with tears. Oh, interesting. Yes. We have a similar drainage system. That's why we have to blow our noses when we cry because we right. have tears come out our nose, but too. We, I was going to say, we keep ours on the inside, <laughs> not the outside. Whereas, you know, I mean, which is good because I don't want to yeah. have streaks on my face. You know, yeah. It's like bad kabuki theater all day or something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, very strange. Um, yeah, we are Saint. Uh, what is that? Saint 
Charles Cavachon, uh, whatever. She's, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's a she's a big leak face. Yeah. She's just draining all day long. Yeah, and, and she's one of those who would be kind of included in that, um, you know, smushy face, slightly smushy face, very smushy, but also <laughs> bowling ball head kind of very breed. bowling ball. Yes. <laughs> all of this is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's um, she's a thick she's a thick girl. She's a small oh. dog, but she's just thick. Like not chunky, but like just like tank like. Yeah, tank like. She's just barrel chested, yeah. yeah. big skulled. <laughs> You know, battering. Not sure this dog. is a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm maybe, just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> dogs who are tank-like are the uh, bully breeds, like the English Bulldog, the French Bulldog, yeah. and then also I always think of Schnauzers as these tough, sure. tough little tanks. Also, Australian cattle yeah, dogs, yeah. man, they're tough. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, but she's so small. She's a tiny, yeah. tiny thing, but she's just just barrel-like. But yeah, yeah. bulky. You know, yeah. I mean, okay. it's kind of nice. Like, it's, it's fun to pet because she's just like you're like, oh, I'm really petting something here you know <laughs> there are also cats who have these streaks down their face oh. usually also smushy faced cats like, oh, like sure. the Persians for yeah. a, for an example some of them have abnormal uh, drainage for anatomic reasons mm-hmm. or they're missing the you know normal drainage system but some cats with chronic tear staining down their face have um, a viral reason ah, for that. So okay. a, a chronic um, upper respiratory virus, sure. actually a variety of herpes, oh boy. Um, is very common in cats. And it's also a, a common cause of tear staining. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, how as pet owners can we be sure, you know, that our besides taking them to get new glasses. I mean, <laughs> how can we be sure their eyes are doing well? What do we, should we look for? What's uh, oh, yeah. What's our yellow flag on so, the field for this sort of thing? Anytime your pet is holding an eye partly closed, mm. that eye is uncomfortable Something's for a reason. Right. Yeah. yeah, and one of the most common causes besides just, oh, I got something in my eye, would be um, a corneal ulcer or corneal abrasion. Mm. Um, causes a great deal of irritation and actually a fair amount of pain. And uh. so they'll hold that eye, not all the way closed, but like two thirds to three quarters closed. Sure, sure. You know, a lot of the time because yeah. it it just hurts and it feels better yeah. to keep the eyelid so, over the wound. Yeah. yeah. There's a fun, sweet uh cat who's outdoor cat in our neighborhood that we call uh, Winky. And yeah. Winky is walks around with her uh, left eye closed all the time. And it, Does she have a left eye? She might not. I don't know. <laughs> that, I haven't that, gotten that close enough. That might be a thing. <laughs> Lack of eyes yeah. is keeping that one closed. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's definitely an eye. I mean, she's outdoors and she knows that neighborhood well. Yeah. Um, she's funny. When you're out for a walk, she follows you. Mm, yeah. And talks to you the whole way. Black yeah, kid, she's black hoping cat. for a handout. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but if you get too close, she's not thrilled with like per- contact, but she'll rub against your legs as uh-huh. long as it's on uh-huh. her turn. Right. Fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, Winky's definitely got some eye issues going on, oh. or lack thereof, as you, yeah. as you indicated. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what else can happen to corneas uh, that you may notice? So, um, a quote unquote typical corneal ulcer or abrasion, a, a, you know, a sudden injury to the surface of the eye that causes a little scratch, if mm-hmm. you will, um, will heal very, very quickly if, you know, dealt with. Usually it involves um, putting either an ointment or a drop in a couple times a day for about a week. Sure. I had a corneal ulcer once or mm-hmm. a scratch on my eye. It was extremely irritating. Yeah, Could yeah. not keep my eye open to yes, save my life. Absolutely. Um, and for me, it was probably 
easier because corneas that are healthy heal super fast. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was wear an eye patch for 24 hours and it healed itself. We don't use eye patches in animals. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just uh, difficult. It'd be so cute. It would. It would. <laughs> we don't really do that, even though the cornea would heal faster if we could. But, yeah. you know, you, using keep essentially uh, putting a layer of medicine over the wound on the surface of the cornea is enough to allow it to heal on its okay. own over a few days. Yeah, yeah. However, some corneal ulcers are spontaneous, meaning it wasn't an injury. It, oh. It's something, it's an unhealthy cornea to begin with. Okay. These are spontaneous corneal ulcers. Boxers are famous for these and they take right. forever to heal. Well, boxers have those weird goggle eyes. They're just like. They do. They're, yeah. It's not that the eyeball, the eyeball itself is weird. It's that the orbits that they sit in are shallow. Uh, okay. Just, okay. Know, like any dog whose eyes really bug out. Right, right. The eyes aren't any bigger. They're just further forward because the bowls they sit in are more shallow. <laughs> it seems like with boxers, the first, when they enter a room, the first thing that comes in is the eyes it's yes just like, that's it's just true so yeah strange. because the nose is so pushed in <laughs> like, eyes out chest in all right um yeah so some corneal ulcers get so deep Uh-oh. and so nasty that the eyeball can rupture oh geez yeah now that's got to be painful and disgusting. That too. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. So okay. anyway, enough right. of corneas. Yeah. Let's, let's move on. What about uh, like retinal issues in uh, ah, pets? Retinal degeneration does occur okay. in pets. Um, a while back, I mentioned a client whose dog I discovered had cataracts as she was getting older. And the client um, took her to a veterinary ophthalmologist in our area because she wanted to find out about having the cataracts removed because wow. she didn't want her dog to go blind. Okay. Okay. So the ophthalmolog- the veterinary ophthalmologist very wisely, as they should, checked her retinas. Um, and even if the cataract, even if the cataracts are complete and the pet is blind because of the cataracts, they sure. can still test the retinas to see if they are visual, okay. meaning the nerves work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dog had retinal degeneration, oh, so no. he said, don't bother getting rid of the cataracts right. because your dog's losing its vision anyway. This must have been yeah. a pretty ancient pup, I would No, think. she's probably about 10. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so, but, so. you know, she was just a very motivated owner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see. But dogs do get to have their... Uh, uh, cataracts removed sometimes, yeah. and there is a um, man-made lens that oh, wow. can be put in their eye. Wow! Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds sounds uh, real inexpensive. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, second mortgage out for my dog's eyes. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's certainly not the average pet owner yeah. that does that, but they they do they do exist, and the veterinary ophthalmologists are really busy. So <laughs> they really with, are with those few. Um, <laughs> with those yeah, I guess few, so. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah a, there's just a lot of other eye diseases, unfortunately. Okay, okay. Uh, one of which is glaucoma. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I hate glaucoma. Well, <laughs> you get those little puffs in your eyes when you go to the uh, eye doctor. That's always yeah, fun it just—it's so glaucoma. What is that? That is a simply um, on a simple definition would be higher than normal pressure inside the eye. Mm. So um, I believe in humans we have a really nice um, drainage system again sure, sure. inside <laughs> the eye for the the fluid in the eye in order to regulate our pressure. Dogs and cats have a very different drainage system that does not lend itself well to surgery for okay. glaucoma. So surgical treatment for glaucoma is rather thumbs down for okay. pets. It's not the same as it is in people. Um, there's hereditary glaucoma, which tends to strike pets in midlife. Okay, um, And then there's a lot of secondary 
secondary glaucoma glaucoma that happens because they had something else wrong with their eye to begin with. Oh, um, boy. Okay. If a dog um, or a cat has a cataract, that lens, you're going to like this, is at risk for luxation. Hey! <laughs> the word of the day. Now I have to like pay you like 50 bucks or something. Okay? <laughs> so lenses that have cataracts are at risk for popping out of place okay. and floating around in the eye. Ooh, that's and that causes glaucoma. Extremely unpleasant, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, yeah it's so. not nice when you look at an eyeball and the lens has made it to the front of the eye. Ooh, that's a yeah, lot it's of in front of the pupil. Degeneration like, whoa, there. Yeah. That's freaky. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Um, so the... Really, the biggest kind of question of the day, besides the wonderful word luxation, um, <laughs> is um, quality of life. Oh, that is okay. a big part, of, you know, like with our um, 17-year-old Chihuahua that we did put down, mm-hmm. his blindness, which was noticeable and substantial. We didn't need a vet. We knew mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. when he's running into walls and, you know, fall, mm-hmm. falling off the bed. He was demonstrating he his was, blindness. He, yes, yeah. he was showing us, letting us know. And um, then we started sort of having quality of life conversations. Okay. And so, so can the eyes be is a deal breaker for pet owners? Is it a point mm-hmm. where you're like, oh boy, this just is not, you know, where, you know, so, how, how would you advise someone on that too? That's really yeah. a problem. I, I mean, the, the biggest, of course, deal thing is, is the pet comfortable? Right. Yeah. Because glaucoma causes a tremendous amount of pain when mm. it's untreated. People yeah. describe it as the worst headache you could imagine. Oof. Okay. Yeah. So if a pet has glaucoma and medication is not controlling it, that that's an eye that's got to go. Yeah. 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 And there may be a tumor inside the eye that's causing glaucoma. Sure. There may be, you know, but anyway, if an eye with abnormally high pressure stops responding to topical and oral treatment to lower the pressure, that pet is in, you know, potentially a lot of pain. Yeah. The eye may already be blind. Yeah, yeah. And in a lot of cases it is. And I'll admit that's one of my favorite surgeries is to remove a bad eye. Really? <laughs> yes. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> now at the end of the year we have our Dr. Kelly quiz. Remember uh, removing eyes is her favorite. Enucleation. <laughs> this is my it's favorite. One of my favorites. <laughs> this is my favorite episode. That's for sure. All these great words you're bringing today. This is fantastic. As a library, you understand, of course. Yes. Words is our, our our bread and butter. So, um, great. Wow. Cool. So there you go. Yeah. Eye removal. Eye removal. So a, a particular patient who I always remember when I talk about glaucoma is uh, a an elderly Sharpay. So you know the wrinkly skin no, dogs. Yeah. 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 Wrinkly skin. She developed bilateral glaucoma. Both her eyes were affected. Um, And even though the owner, who was a physician, was really good at, you know, keeping up with her multitude of treatments and drops, she went blind. She was not comfortable. He asked me to remove both of her eyes. We did. She was a much happier dog. Wow. So much happier for the last two years of her life. She did two years in darkness. She was already blind. That's true. Okay. <laughs> there was She's no done multiple years. The only in thing I did was take away her pain. Take the pain away. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And probably made her slight, slightly less, you know, attractive when she goes out of the town. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the- there are. I've never put one in, but there are 
you know, oh. <laughs> fake eye, not fake eyeballs, but sure. um, a prosthetic so that the lid doesn't sink in. Oh, sure. You know sure. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Cause that's a little disconcerting for people to sometimes yeah. see the sunken in lid I where suppose. you can see the orbit in the skull. Right, yeah. right, right. Wow. How did this uh, Sharpay just kind of get around? I mean, and well, get to her food bowl and, you know. Um, so they get around very, very well um, if their blindness comes on gradually. Mm. In fact, many people whose dogs are blind are surprised mm. when I tell them, did you know your dog's blind? Because it happened gradually enough that the people didn't notice. Wow. Yeah. They didn't rearrange their furniture. <laughs> They didn't move anything the dog needed Worst to get thing you to. Could they do, didn't, of course. They didn't move to a different home. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, so Absolutely. they never noticed that their dog couldn't see. So it's just all—it's just all about kind of uh, internal compass, you know. That and their sense of smell is That's a huge true. part of navigation. That's true. Um, they're, you know. Elderly pets, I don't know that their hearing is able to become more acute as it seems to, um, you know, for people who lose their vision or if they just are better at paying attention to what they've got left as far as hearing goes. But they adapt beautifully. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And smell, like you said. I mean, uh, in fact, uh, a new puppy. You know, with all of their senses at uh, working at eleven, you know, working at full capacity, the nose still probably out. You know, is more important than the eyes. Really, by a f- young puppies have not learned to use their noses. I've noticed oh, interesting. that when I put okay. treats on the table in front of them, they look. <laughs> and if they didn't, if they didn't see me put each treat there, yeah. they fail to get them all because they don't bother using their noses yet. Okay, so, so I do see them at a very, very early age. They they're all about the eyes. Okay, so eventually the nose will outfox. Eventually the nose the, seems yeah, to kick over. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that I guess that stands to reason. So yeah. interesting. Wow, that a ton of eye information here. On, <laughs> you could call this, uh, you know, an an i i episode, like iPod, iPad, yes, i episode. We the did I well. Episode. There we go. Excellent. So we uh, we have to move on to the nose at some point in the future. I don't know if we've done a nose episode. <laughs> I'm just dropping ideas There's here. There's just not that many illnesses for the nose. <laughs> It's not that interesting. <laughs> Tune in next week for a cold. All right. <laughs> well, this has been the Radio Vet with Dr. Kelly and everything you possibly could want to know about eyes. And go back and review because you're going to get like eight like golden money words in this, <laughs> in this episode. I'm going to go back and listen to this one. We'll be back next week. Thank you, everybody.